0: Hey, this is Mike Brake, the lead pastor at Freedom Church in Los Alamos. Just want to say thank you so much for stopping by the podcast today. I hope you feel encouraged, and I hope you feel inspired today to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Enjoy the message. Can we give a round of applause to all of our volunteers, our worship team? (laughs) Weekend... Week out, this church, this, this family that has gathered together for almost two years, we celebrate that in January, you guys have just been crushing it, and I'm so thankful for each and every one of you, uh, the way that you serve, the way that you love on each other, the way you, that you love on Los Alamos. Um, we started a tradition this year, uh, giving out game balls to people to, who have served, stepped up in different ways. So I, want, I thought it'd be fitting on one of our last services of the year to do so. And this person um, has helped behind the scenes in a way that you probably haven't haven't seen, but uh, she will actually come to the school e- each and every uh, couple weeks or so and check the teacher's lounge because at Aspen Elementary, where we meet, we get Keurig uh, Coffee Station for all the staff. And so we've Uh, Through your generosity, we're able to just love on them by getting them coffee. We're able to, every now and then, give them little gifts, um, to which you heard a teacher come in last week and just uh, come in and share and say thank you for what this church body has done and just loving on uh, this staff here. Because we said, hey, wherever we go, in a way we're homeless, (laughs) wherever we go, we just want to bless the staff And love on them. So she already knows who she is, the resident Patriots fan in in the house. Come on up, Amanda Poling. Thank you so much for serving and leading. We say you lead by serving, that's how Jesus um, lived his life, and he served others in that. Hey, a couple things too, just so you guys know when you leave, we have gifts for everybody here. So um, one per household, you get one of these right here. We have a gift for you. So when you leave, go back to the big red tent and, um, and, and grab one of these. In there, you'll notice uh, one of the things is a card for our January series. We're going to kick off the year in two weeks um, called Love Los Alamos. We're going to set the vision for the church for the year, for 2020, that we are called to go and love on our community. Jesus loves Los Alamos, and we're going to, we're going to set the tone with a vision series. That, all that to say, we're not going to meet here for two weeks. We're going to meet online for the next two Sundays. So if you show up, um, the video cameras, they'll catch you, and we'll show you on social media, but we, we, we ain't going to meet here for two weeks. We'll start back, I think it is January 12th is when we will be back here. And then for your kids, if they're, if they're like running around or anything like that, every kid that's in here, we have one of these. They're available um, kind of right now if you wanted one. They're in the back, and there's some little toys for you guys. One thing that I want to announce, you had Buddy the L, Seth Evans, he's our kids director for Freedom Kids. We're going to start in January on the 19th um, providing uh, space for all elementary age kids and below. So this is brand new. We're going to call it, we got something on that day called Party on the Porch. So we'll announce more about it later, but in there's a little card that has some stuff. We're going to, all elementary age kids, Seth has been prepping ever since he started to get something awesome for you guys on Sunday mornings. And so we'll have an environment for all kids' age groups starting in 2020. I'm pumped about that. I think 2020, I just want want you to know, if, you're, if you have a church home, I want you to go to your church home, wherever that may be, and just crush it in 2020. Like, I think God is, is wanting to do some big things in your life and through your life. But if you do not have a church home, I want to invite you to come back in a couple weeks. Because I think God's just moving in powerful ways beyond what we can think or imagine here. And we want to do that journey along with you guys. So I, I just, I want you to know how much we are so grateful that you are here, but freedom is a process. It is something that, that, that you continually um, are, are working on. And that's what I want to kind of look at today. As we round out 2019, as we look at Christmas 2019, in the Christmas story, I want to read one verse to you guys, or actually two verses, it comes out of Luke. And this is the original declaration of Christianity, and I want to kind of take us back to what Christianity was in its most purest form, because a lot of us, depending on our uh, upbringing or traditions, might have some different thoughts about what Christianity may or may not be. So Luke chapter 2, these are angels talking to the shepherds, announcing the birth of this baby boy, Jesus, and it says, I bring to you good news that will cause great joy, for all the people. Can we say that together? Can we just say that together? Because this is, this is what it is. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Now, I don't know what your original view of Christianity may or may not be, but sometimes I, I just know for a lot of us, good news and great joy is not the first things that we think of when we think about Christianity. It can be a lot of different things when we think about Christianity, and and most of us maybe don't. Those aren't the first two that just come to mind, but this was the declaration. It says, Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. So in the few minutes that I have here today, friends, I want to be just about as bold as I can with everyone in the room about what this uh, original declaration meant and what it means for us today just as much as it meant for those shepherds and everyone around them um, back then when it was originally made. Have you ever had a bad uh, gift for Christmas? Like, you, you get a gift from somebody, good news, right? You're like, yes, I like presents, thank you, but have you ever opened it and then it ends up being like a bad, bad gift? Now, I love my grandma all right. She passed away several years ago. She it was instrumental in my faith upbringing. But grandma did not do so well on the gift giving. Where's my grandma's at in the house? Any grandmas in, in the house? It's OK. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's, we can up our game in the uh, in the Christmas giving. But my grandma, uh, when I was a teenager, uh, sixth grade, seventh grade, we're talking middle school. This is what I got. She sold Avon, OK? I got Soap on a Rope and Brute Cologne. Come on, Grandma. Like I looked at the package. It had some weight. You could do the shake test. And you're like, oh, this might be something good. Sometimes, What is this? I don't even know. Now, I knew what Brute Cologne was, but I didn't know how to use it. Now, I'm in middle school, so I'm like, hey, I'll do anything to try to get a girl, so you know, you're know you just kind of tapping that on, and somehow it didn't quite work, and you're like, well, maybe I'll get some more of it on, and it still uh, didn't quite work. A bad bad gift. Now, it's one thing when it's Christmas, and in the moment, we might be upset with having a bad gift come our way, and it's not what we expected, all right. and we can laugh about this now. It's another thing when we have bad gifts that are given to us in life. This is good news of great joy. But if you look at the Christmas story, if you really look at the Christmas story, it was wrapped in bad news, in disappointment, in random, senseless acts. Mary, a teenager, had her whole life before, engaged to be married to Joseph. And now, here comes God saying, hey, you're going to birth the Messiah. But, oh, guess what? Out of wedlock, now people are going to judge you. You have the potential of being kicked out of your house in the Jewish system and culture, maybe even killed, because you're going to say yes to God. Joseph is saying, "Nope, I don't. I don't see it. Like I'm engaged to be married to this woman, and she's claiming it's from God. Like, okay, Mary, I know it's the first century, but we know how this works, and it don't work like that. Uh, no, thank you. And he's going to get a divorce." Finally, you know, God lets them know what's going on, but at the same time, Herod finds out. Herod finds out that there's a new king in town, and he says, wipe out every two-year-old male child and younger in that town. And if there's one thing Rome was good at, it was killing people. So I'm sure they got some girls in there, too, because they wanted to get a good report back to Herod that they did their job and did it well. Now Joseph, Mary, and this baby Jesus are refugees in Egypt. They're homeless with a whole town grieving the slaughter of kids. Senseless, random, bad gifts. God, if this is your son, where are you? This is the Messiah, the anointed one, and this is how you're going to bring it about? Are you kidding me? And I don't know what your 2019 has been like, but I, I know we don't have to be fake in church. I know that's kind of how we can be in church, but we get bad gifts. I don't know if you've been wrecked by a loss of a relationship, a financial hit that's come your way, something that you didn't see coming. And you're like, this is the gifts that I've been given. Maybe it's your, if you look at your life, it's wrapped in shame. You feel damaged, you feel broken. And there's glimpses and there's moments of hope, but man, God, if this is what you want, like if you were good, if you were loving, then why this? Why was I abused? Why were all these things happened to me? And for a lot of us, when we think about this God who's supposed to be all-powerful, all-loving, how could this be? How could you let this happen? And my friends, the Christmas story, the Christmas story when you look at it, truly look at it, is a reminder, is a reminder that everything, everything was pointing to a Savior. The trouble is a lot of us, we've walked. We we, we got a taste of this God, but when the bad gifts came, it's meaningless, it's random, it's no good, and we've walked away from God, maybe not even knowing necessarily what we walked away from. Because here's the thing, if we live in a godless world, because we either live in a God-filled world, there's a God, or we live in a godless world, there is no God. And if you take a step away from a, a God-filled world towards a godless world, you've taken a step towards a direction that, that you have to swallow, there's no you. All you are in a godless world is cells. You are biology. I had a, a student one time tell me, I'm a, well, I'm a sexy clump of cells then. <laughs> and I'm like, hey, you go middle school boy, here's some brute Cologne too and, 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 and rock it. But you're, if in a godless world, you are biology, your cells, you get activated for 60, 70 years and then you're done. That's it. You, there's, there's no such thing as value in a godless world. You have no value, your kids have no value. The value is arbitrary, it's made up in a godless world. When you really narrow it down, what does that mean? There's no such thing as value. And, and to me, one of the hardest ones to grapple with is there's no such thing as justice or injustice. When I, I, I don't care if you're atheist, agnostic, uh, Christian, or believe in something else, no one I've ever met has said, oh, the world's perfect. Everything is just great in this world. Love it all. No, if there's anything that our world is crying out right now, is that it is wrecked. It is jacked. There's a need for a Savior. Something needs to be fixed. Everyone can can agree on that. And this isn't a Christian thing. This is just human nature thing. We all long, everyone, everyone longs for these bad gifts to have some sort of meaning and purpose in life. And all I want to suggest to you right now is maybe, just maybe, don't ignore that. Don't ignore that every single one of us sees there's something wrong and we're longing for a fixer. Something's broken, please would somebody fix it. And Christmas is a reminder that everything, everything that was happening was happening on purpose and pointing to a Savior. You're like, uh, okay, okay, okay. You're like, all right. Maybe I can't check all the boxes for a godless world, but Christianity, come on. No, okay, no, because I've had a taste for that. You ever got this present? It's broken, right? And some of y'all got a taste of Christianity, and you're like, you already know what it was before you opened it up. You're like, come on, grandma, brute cologne, soap on a rope. And now I gotta work for this? Who in here is a puzzle lover? Any puzzle? Okay, look, we're in Los Alamos. I knew it. This is a bad illustration. Go go with it. Come on, people. And we we try to work as hard as we can to to fix it. But I know for a lot of us in some versions of Christianity that that maybe was not this original news, good news of great joy, because you got this. And it always seemed like there's something missing. That There's another piece that I can't find, and I'm always working. God, am I good enough? Like, God, do you really, am I good enough for you to like me? I don't think so because I know what I've done. In fact, in shame, I'll sit here and like, God, look at me. I'll put another piece together. Look, I put a piece. Are you happy now? Look at this. I did this for you, and I did this for you, and I did this for you, and you will burn out and fry trying to work and earn it. My friends, the original news of Christianity was this is good news of great joy for everyone. The best news... The best gift was not something that you had to work to earn, but was given freely. The best gift I received on Christmas, the one that I can remember that stands out amongst all the other Christmas, I'm very thankful, I woke up on a Christmas morning and a 10-speed bike was sitting there. Now, kids, do not do this, okay? Do not do this, but I was a master at this. I knew where all the presents were hidden, all right? and so i would go and i would look and then when they were underneath the tree i would look to see if there was any cracks in the in the wrapping to just you know see but you can't hide this and i didn't find this anywhere so i wasn't expecting i wanted it but i wasn't expecting it christmas morning i woke up and i knew it was mine a 10-speed bike and i hopped on that thing And I just remember going up and down the street. I graduated from the Huffy dirt bike to the 10-speed, and I could just fly on this thing. You know what I didn't do? I didn't just look at it and be like, oh, is it mine? I I don't know. I mean, he said it's mine. They said it's mine, but is it really mine? No, you got to receive a gift to take it in. You know what I didn't do? And this is what a lot of us are trying to do. I didn't get my wallet out and say, dad, here's 200 bucks. Thank you for this gift. I'll pay you for it. That's what some of us are trying to do with our lives. It's good news of great joy because it's a gift given to you freely. Ephesians chapter two says it none better than this. God saved you by his grace. We, we don't deserve it. We don't deserve it. It's grace. That's what's so awesome about Christianity. Christianity separated from any other religion in the world. You follow any other religion or even some of the versions of Christianity that you, that you walked away from, you should have walked away from because it wasn't grace-based. It was, you got to work to earn it, work to earn it, work to earn it. Put the pieces together. You, if you want God to be happy with you, do the work, bottom line. Christianity is the only one this says the work's been done. For you were saved by His grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for it. It is a, say this with me, it is a gift from God. Salvation, not a reward for the good things we've done so that no one can boast about it. You can't work turn it. Look at this, look at this. This is so good. You need, someone needs to hear this. For we, for you, insert your name. For Mike Brake, is God's masterpiece a savior is born today for all all people funny funny thing about that word all looked it up in the greek it means all it means everyone It means you. You can't disappoint God. He he knows your days. He knows everything you've done. He knows everything you did, everything you will do, and He hasn't turned His back on you yet. In fact, that's why you're here today. Seemingly random, just coming to a Christmas service. No, He's drawing you in on purpose, saying, I love you. I want a relationship with you. Stop trying to earn it. Stop trying to run from it. I'm drawing you in. This is the God of love. This is the God of joy. He wants to bring you peace in your life. Amongst all the chaos, you can still have peace. You can have purpose. You can have salvation. And that's what I want for you. This may be the only time I get to talk to some of you in the room. What do I want for you? I want want salvation for you, for you to find freedom, to be right with God. That's what I want for you. And I want you to know that you have purpose. Because it says, it says, you're God's masterpiece, created anew in Christ Jesus, so we can do the good things he's planned for you long ago. God loves you, wants a relationship with you, and he wants to do life with you. That's why I say, let's journey together in 2020 and let's knock this out of the park. Let's see God do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Let's hop on the bike and let's go for a ride just for the pure joy. By the way, I hate bikes now. Couldn't even get me on one. But I understand, for the purest of bikes, when you just ride, you ride just because you love it. To go see new things and, and explore new heights. And that's what the type of relationship that God wants with you. The foundation of this, these guys aren't riding in a galaxy far, far away. Why do we got so much writing about Jesus? If he was just born, who cares? He lived a great life, said a lot of great things, but there's been a lot of people throughout history who lived a great life and said a lot of great things. We don't follow them. When he died on the cross, we don't follow him because he died on the cross. In fact, most of the people who were with him deserted him. His mama was there and that's about it because they had no hope. They thought they were next and they're like, we're out of here. All of this is predicated on one thing. Sparked a revolution 2,000 years ago and continues today right here in this room. When they showed up to the tomb on a Sunday morning, nobody expected nobody. They thought they were gonna anoint him and he was up and he was alive. That's why we can have celebration today. That's why we can have hope and victory today. That's why we can scream out and cry out and say, Thank you, Jesus. I got some bad gifts in life, but you bring victory over them all. There's some dead situations in my life, but by your grace, you can make things happen. You can bring victory. You can bring purpose. Not because of how good I am, but it's in Christ. That's what I want for you that's what he wants for you more than I want it for you God wants that for you he's speaking to you now so can we stand we're going to stand and I want to just ask a moment where you just bow your head and close your eyes right here right now is a good time to have a to check your soul It's you and God I know we're in a room full of people but you and God he sees you he's speaking to you Right now is a good time for surrender. He loves you. He knows you by name. You're his masterpiece. You don't think you're a masterpiece, but you are his masterpiece, and he wants you so desperately. You don't have to earn it. Whatever you've been taught, you need to know you don't have to earn it. You just receive that gift. And for some of you, that's your next step. For the very first time, you're going to, you don't have to leave here wondering if God, if you're right with God, you'll know it. So I want to ask everybody to pray a prayer with me. Just repeat after me. If this is you in your heart, this prayer doesn't save you. It's just a reflection of what's going on inside of you. So everyone out loud, let's say this together. Dear Jesus, I know I'm a sinner. And today, I ask you to forgive me for all my sins. Jesus, come into my life to be my Lord, my Savior, and my forgiver in the best way I know how. I receive you, and I receive salvation. Thank you for saving me. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to the podcast this week. I hope you felt inspired to take your next step of faith with Jesus. Just a couple next steps that you can take coming out of this. One, rate and review the podcast. That really does get the message out to other people faster, as well as click subscribe to make sure you get the latest content as it rolls out each week. And finally, if you want to partner with us financially, head on over to our website, click the word give. That's going to get the message out through our ministries further and faster. Have a wonderful week. God bless.